Welcome to the Bitcoin Basics podcast with your hosts, Faris and Gordon from CoinCompass.com, enabling you to safely buy and securely store your Bitcoins. All resources are in the show notes and description, including our disclaimer. Visit BitcoinBasicsPodcast.com to subscribe and discover other free content. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Bitcoin Basics Podcast. I am Ferris, and today is the 4th of February, and the price of Bitcoin is 36920 and the block height is 669078 That is our proof of recording. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you can revisit this in other episodes, but essentially it's to prove the time and date of this recording. We have another special guest with us today, Jared Dillian of the Daily Dirt Nap. And Jared um, in January announced that he had sold his Bitcoin. We had him on the show um, a couple of months ago where he had changed his opinions from being a skeptic of Bitcoin to actually recommending to his newsletter readers to purchase it. And yeah, this is a really good interview where we talked to Jared about why he has sold his Bitcoin and the difference between a technical move and a fundamental analysis. It was a real treat for me to talk to Jared again. I like picking his brain on all things macro. So we didn't just talk about Bitcoin. We also talked about what's going on in the macro markets right now, um, even GameStop. So I hope you enjoy the show. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, like, and share so we can find others like yourself. Well, Jared, it's a great pleasure to have you on the show again today. And um, yeah, I want to get straight into our topic while we've got you back. You mentioned um, you sold your Bitcoin recently. And before we get into that, just again, for people who are unfamiliar with your work, um, tell us briefly about yourself, what you do, and where people can find your work. Yeah. So I write, uh, the the main thing that I do is I write a financial newsletter called The Daily Dirt Nap. Uh, I have about 4,000 subscribers. Um, Been doing that for 12 12 and a half years. Um, that's my primary business. I also write some newsletters for Malden Economics. Um, I have a radio show called The Jared Dillian Show, which is nationally syndicated in the U.S. And uh, I do some other stuff. I, I'm a DJ and go to grad school part-time and stuff like that. So, um, But the newsletter's the main business. I also uh, write opinion pieces for Bloomberg Opinion. Uh, write op-eds had one recently you probably saw so yeah i saw that piece and i thought it was really well written it really just put a very good accurate description on what's going on in the times i think you know as you mentioned people are getting caught up in this rational exuberance again um and it does seem insane so that piece i really liked and yeah we retweeted it from our account it's anyone listening will link it but i think yeah, really, very important that you read this piece from, from Jared and Bloomberg. Um, so in our previous podcast, we talked about um, how you came around the Bitcoin um, and it was part of your portfolio recommending it to your clients and you recently sold your Bitcoin. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. Um, doesn't have anything to do with me not liking Bitcoin or me becoming unenamored of it or really changing the thesis. I felt that risk was peaking. When I say risk, I mean risk appetite. Uh, I felt that risk appetite was peaking. And if you look at the short history of Bitcoin, it tends to um, lead the equity market 
by about two weeks. Okay. And I, I forget what day it was. It was January. It was early January. And I was, you know, it was trading over 40,000. I was watching the price action and I said, this looks kind of distributive. And, you know, I've made a ton of money on this trade and it really feels like risk is peaking here. So I think I'll sell. Um, I advised my clients to do that first. So that's the first thing I did was I published a piece for um, Daily Dirt Nap subscribers, uh, advising them to sell their Bitcoin. Lots of people did. I did 24 hours later. I always give a 24 hour lag time. So I ended up doing it on Saturday. Uh, I sold it at about 40,540 was the price. Um, and, you know, that thesis, that risk is risk appetites were peaking. It has continued over the last month. And, you know, I haven't just sold Bitcoin, but I've sold off at least half of the positions in my portfolio in anticipation of some kind of correction. And um, it's it, it, like I said, it really has less to do with Bitcoin specifically than just risk. Um, you know, the whole GameStop incident is part of that. We have retail piling into um, uh, stocks at the highs, just like we had back in 1999. I'll also say that, you know, I was getting some inquiries on Bitcoin from some very unsophisticated people, uh, people who are not financially inclined when you know, when Bitcoin got above 30,000, I was getting these inquiries, people saying, should I buy Bitcoin here? And that that type of stuff always, you know, makes me a little cautious. So I think that, you know, look, I mean, Bitcoin is traded between 29,000 and 40,000 over the last month. It's currently at 37,000. Um, I think there's the potential, you know, for a big drawdown of at least 50%. And what I said to myself at the time was, you know, if I experienced a 50% drawdown, that would be very impactful and it would affect my emotions and it would, um, it would make me feel regret for not having sold it. So do I intend to get back in at some point? The answer is, I don't know. Um, you know, I think if, I think if Bitcoin got below 20,000, I would take a hard look at it and I would think about getting back in. Um, there is a possibility that the correction won't be that deep and it'll go higher and I'll miss it. And, you know, when I sold it, I said to myself, I said, I have to be okay with that possibility that, you know, I don't get back in and it goes higher and maybe I get back in at even higher prices. Um, but that all went into my thinking and decision-making at the time. So essentially, if I'm understanding this, Jared, it was a technical um, adjustment to a portfolio. Your thesis on the fundamentals of Bitcoin, has that changed? No. Okay. I think that's really good because, well, I mean, we see on Twitter all the time, people are like, yeah, Bitcoin to the moon. It's like, well, you kind of need an exit strategy when you're in a trade and the moon is not an exit strategy. <laughs> so yeah, I took some profits off. I didn't do as well as you. I took some profits off, I think about 35,000. Um, uh, when you said you closed half your portfolio, are we talking equities, fixed income, or just across the board? Across the board. Okay. So, and this is something I'd agree with you is that, yeah, even though Bitcoin is a different asset class and a lot of people still don't understand it, at the end of the day, when it's being traded, there are people at the end of that computer and all trades are based on human emotion. Um, 
Have you had any blowback from clients saying, why did we sell? Or if Bitcoin starts to reach all-time highs, what would your response be to that if that happens? Um, I haven't had any blowback from subscribers. They, they're, they're happy now. They, you know, like you say, they might not be happy in a couple of weeks. We'll see. Um, I'm getting the blowback I'm getting is off of Twitter because, you know, I was very public with my Bitcoin investment and I was perfectly transparent. As soon as I sold my Bitcoin, I tweeted, I sold my Bitcoin. And that tweet got 5,000 likes. It got 1,600 replies. Uh, it was, it was actually, it was, I found it amusing. I mean, some of it was mean spirited, but, um, you know, whatever it's Twitter, like, you know, it's, it's so, um, but uh, I know at some point, if Bitcoin goes above 40,000, those people are going to be back uh, and they're, they're going to be dogpiling on me. But I'm really I'm really OK with it. I'm, I'm OK with a decision. I am. So, yeah, social media is a funny thing. I think I saw someone say Facebook is lies. Instagram is fantasy. Cryptos. We're just all in depth of despair in, on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> So are you still seeing, or are you still concerned about these possible drawdowns in equity markets, fixed income? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, again, you know, it's, it's the, it's the same thought process, you know, I'm selling now it, it, you know, stocks could go higher for the next two months, three months, six months, you know, I have to be okay with this decision. Um, I'm trying to stay invested uh, mostly in value stocks. My thesis is, is that this is very similar to the dot-com bubble. We've had this huge outperformance of growth versus value. Um, I, you know, value is, is actually kind of correlated to the dollar. Uh, when the dollar rallies, value tends to do a little bit better. Um, I, it, you know, the dollar is rallying today. I think it's going to continue to rally so uh, I'm trying to hide out in in safe stocks. You know, I, I I can't share like all my you know trade ideas because that's for the newsletter. But I do have some good ideas that are for the long term that I'm staying in. But all the growth and risky stuff I just liquidated from the portfolio. Now there's a thesis out there that a strong dollar is negative for equity markets. Would you agree with that? Um. I mean, I think that varies over time. I think that's true now. I think that's true now, that if, if the dollar were to strengthen about 10%, I think it would be very negative for equities. Why is it? How does that correlation play out? I don't really know why that's the case. I don't really know why that's the case. Um, but you know, as the dollar has weakened over the, over the last 6 to 12 months, stocks have gone up. Um, and if you look at the type of stuff that's been going up, it's been copper, it's been metals, it's been energy, it's been commodities, and that has the potential to go in reverse. And the value stocks that you're mentioning, are they in those industries and commodity-based industries? Some of them, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, and um, this is something I want to mention to anyone who is trading. Um, not doing anything is a trade. So Jared just mentioned he's going to cash. And um, that's uh, something I learned early on in my career as a trader is that a lot of times the best decision to do is to do nothing and just sit on the sidelines. So um, if your position changes, Jerry, we'd love to have you come back on and just tell us what you think is worthwhile moving into. Yeah. I mean, you know, someday I would, I would like the chance to get back in Bitcoin and um, you know, participate in another rally. I think it's going to be a while. Um, but um, you know, 
it's we risk, you know, like, like I said about risk appetites, like risk appetites are really, really peaking right now. Um, you're seeing stuff like 38 million call options trading in a day uh, in the United States, like just just these technical indicators, you know, sentiment indicators, how we're in extreme euphoria territory, like all this stuff makes me very, very nervous. No, understandably. And um, if you find unsophisticated investors coming your way, and there will be a lot of them, just refer them to us. This is what we do. We help explain Bitcoin to noobs, and we've developed the patience to do so over time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you, Jared. It's been a real treat catching up with you again. Did you have any last thoughts? Anything else you want to share with our um, our audience? Uh, I don't think so. Just uh, be careful out there. I think it's going to get bumpy here pretty soon. So, no, I agree with that very much. So. Uh, well, thank you very much, Jared. It's been a real pleasure. And again, guys, please follow Jared. His Twitter handle is one of my favorite to follow. Always uh, gives me a smirk. And you say things I wish I had the courage to say as well sometimes. <laughs> uh, and just to confirm, still believe in the hypothesis of, or not the hypothesis, the fundamentals of Bitcoin. You're not a full-fledged member of the Bilderberg Group now, are you? Uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Jared. Thanks. Thanks for watching or listening. Please visit coincompass.com slash free to register to our socials and discover other free content. Subscribing, liking, and following helps this content remain ad-free. Until next time.